Hi, welcome to For The Culture Canada. I'm your host, Deepak Badi. And today I have a couple of guests who I'm quite excited to talk about, uh, just mostly because they're not actually from Kelowna. They're from, uh, one of them's from Atlanta, the other one's from Calgary. So I'm really excited to uh, talk to them. And you might be wondering like, yo, Atlanta, I thought this was a Canadian podcast. He actually lives in Toronto. I'm of course talking about Castro Guapo. And (laughs) I'm also talking about uh, Brendan Potts as well. Uh, Thanks, Miguel, for uh, bringing him over here, man. appreciate it. <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? How long you guys been in Kelowna for? Uh, got in last night, like around 3 a.m. Yeah, we've been just chilling, uh, laying low for us. So like right now, just went to Cactus Club. It was a slow start for the day. I was tired as hell. Well, I mean, like, yeah, when you guys get in so late, like, you just want to, like, relax. Especially Pretty from much. Calgary, too, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that drive's sketchy too, honestly. Like, it, oh, it is so sketchy. It just looks straight out of a movie. <laughs> I think I saw three dead people cross the street. I'm not going to cap. We did see a random person just I randomly you, bro, walk across the highway. We, just, like, we had to just look at each other and we didn't say nothing at all. <laughs> and then Miz was sleeping in the back. We just looked at each other. We just did not say nothing. We just eyes wide open, just like, have you seen that? He's like, but where did he come from? We just turned up the radio and I was just like, keep your eyes on the road. Yeah. Didn't see anything. <laughs> nope, nothing at all. He had a big just, bag on his back. Yeah, and like, was just he just was in the middle of the highway at one point. It was but so he weird. Crossed so smooth, like he was like he looked at us and just like didn't hesitate whatsoever. I was just like, bro, that guy's a gangster, bro. I don't know how he did that. <laughs> it's spooky out here. I don't even know how he's mm-hmm. doing that right now. Yep, yep, got man. All it. kinds of deers and things out there and. Big horn sheep. Big horn sheep, man. Yo, try driving uh, from Kelowna to Vancouver in like November or January. That shit's oh, a nightmare. It's Seriously? It's yeah. Death. The snow, like, well, it, it'll bunch up like probably like almost what, a foot on the yeah. highway? The whole yeah. highway you're just driving on like just like a foot of snow pretty much. Yeah. Say swear. And I thought that people died on the way, on, on the road we took. <laughs> Yo, I killed a bunny driving back oh, last time oh that's baby fuck. it was crazy but it's fucked but like, it's like, crazy but i I've, i'm like i could say that because i've i've actually done that mm-hmm. and i and i just had to just make the mental note that it was either me or the bunny you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, fair enough <laughs> right you know i'm saying yeah. like r.i.p bun bun but it was you and me you no, that's right saying? we Got need it. more castro's art out here <laughs> 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 I'm fact, like, i got an album coming i don't know what you had planned but you know what i'm saying like <laughs> Yeah, no shit. Yeah, of course, of course. But it wasn't too bad. It was like, it was, it was scenic. So I that, that was uh, that was always, that's always a plus, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, like, come on, Canadian summers, like. Yeah, and Canada has like every like it seems like every single province looks like a new country sometimes, you know. And it's just like it's so big. I I sometimes I forget that it's that big, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I've been here for like a while. Like I came. 2014 or some shit when I graduated in Atlanta. Right. And since I've been here, like, I can say that Canada is, like, it has a little bit of everything that I've seen that I like anywhere else. Yeah. So I can enjoy a pretty large portion of my life without leaving Canada. Yeah. You know, I just have to just for work type shit, you know. Right. And because I got to see my family and shit back in Atlanta and whatnot and some in Florida or whatever. That makes but, sense. And plus, we got the healthcare too. Oh, and that is <laughs> always an added clutch. bonus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, first, before I get into kind of like your stories and all that, I wanted to just kind of add some context. Um, 
where are you guys from and what is your relationship between each other, by the way? Um, well, I, I'm, I say I'm from Calgary, but I'm from Lethbridge, you know what I mean? It's just like fucktown nowhere. Sure. Yeah. But uh, I guess like we got linked up because I started just like tour managing and like road managing for Young Tory and stuff and just going on trips with him. Right. And then I met Kevin Rowley, who's his like DJ and like producer and everything like that. Yeah. And then when I was out in Toronto, I basically just like lived with Kevin and then he just brought me to the studio and that's where I met Castro originally. And oh, okay. Kevin kind of just told both of us that we needed to work together. Yeah, I was talking to Kevin Rowley about like, like he's like, um, he's like, a, like a, I consider him a close friend of mine, you know, like yeah. super cool, like into like a lot of the same shit. He put me on to like a lot of the, of bands that I like now. And um, yeah, he introduced me to Brennan and the first thing he did, he showed me a, a video of him in like a mosh pit, like like punching the shit out of somebody. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, that's the guy I need to meet. I need to meet him. And I'm just like, bro, get us in a room. I need like, I need, I need that energy. I need to figure out like how to tap my music and, and my shows into like, an audience like that, you know, like ones mm -hmm. that really feel the music, you know what I mean? Yep. So, 100%. 100%. It's just, it was organic, you know, it wasn't forced. Those are always the best relationships. Yeah. And here we are. Absolutely. Like the energy connects yourselves. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and at this point, Brendan, you're now road manager for Castro, right? Yeah. Yeah. And basically, yeah. like, we were, we were playing a tour earlier and, like, we were, you know, going to start booking shows and everything. And then COVID happened. And then, I was still going to try and book it, like, you know, because I didn't think it was going to get as serious as it did, you know? Yeah. And then basically one day Kevin just hit me and he was like, I don't think this shit's going to happen. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck. So, um, and then, I don't know, it's kind of cooled out and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, we can, like, out here we can, like, gather in numbers now again. So it's like, we just, like, kind of just had, like, you know, a couple small listening parties and stuff booked and everything like that. And so, like, some hostings and some studio sessions yeah. and shit. And it's just, you know, all in all, like, we're, like, we enjoying it. You know, it's like, what the hell? It's better than being locked up in the fucking house. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you do anything. It's like, I'm glad to still be like working. You know what I mean? True. Like, sometimes that gives a man purpose. Yeah. It gives anybody purpose. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, by the way, I wanted to kind of get into Castro. Why did you move from Atlanta to Toronto? I'm sure you've been asked millions of times, but. Literally. But <laughs> I mean, it's like, um, I guess it's not like a, a weird question because like, I would I would wonder too. That's a kind of like a often asked question, but yeah. it's really once I graduated from high school, I had tried to like dabble around in like you know like uh, acting. I had gone like Barbizon, like that's the school for like acting and modeling, and then I graduated from there. Mm. But like I was doing that on the side while still going to school, you know. And I just found it like damn, like I've been here so so long, and it just feels like. Everybody seems seems like they're doing better than I am. Mm -hmm. Everybody seems like if they're going to trap, they're going to trap. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not, I can't do that because if I get caught up in some bullshit, I got dual citizenship now, right? But like before, I would have just been over there stuck in the American system, just like sitting in jail. And mm -hmm. my family is Jamaican. They're not having that stuff. You no, know what I course. mean? So. Immediately, I just had to pick, like, well, which one is going to have the most longevity? So I'm like, I don't really know what the hell I want to do. So I asked my mom if I could take a rest year. So then I just said, I'm going to go to to Toronto for two weeks. I had been here before. My brother came here. 
uh, years ago, he got a charge. He couldn't leave type shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but that's another story. But um, yeah, so like I was familiar with Toronto. I had been here like several times. I had tried to live here before. Yeah. You know what I mean? It didn't work out because like I, they said like, I couldn't even be able to graduate without some like kind of literacy test thing. Sure, sure. I was just like, what the hell? But basically, when I came here, it was going to be, I told my family it was temporary, but I had just wanted to get out of like a place that kind of felt like like a like a like a like a quicksand kind of environment, you know? Right. So like really quick and easy to get wrapped up into some bullshit that just happened, you know what I'm saying, like in in your county or like, you know what I'm saying, like close to where you are and then all of a sudden that becomes like your main focus that's what you're thinking about every single day yeah but like i got bigger things that i want to think about you know so mm-hmm. i just went back to toronto and then i had never been downtown before though you know what i'm saying we would be on Southside jane yeah so i finally came downtown i seen like a bunch of like colorful like uh like graffiti and like colorful clothing and like Guys was wearing like bell bottoms and like they'd be like Rick Owens. I didn't know Damn. at the time, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it's just like a whole different culture. It was like almost like it felt like going to like New York for the first time. Yeah. And I, I'd still never been to New York at that time yet, you know what I mean? Right. So it's just like all of that shit was just so crazy. And like immediately it was just like I became addicted to to just seeing different things. Mm-hmm. So it encouraged me to stay out here for longer. And I linked up with like Fiji and Tio, you know what I'm saying? We made like our collective. But that didn't start until after or, you know what I mean? Like a while. We really just were just friends and we was just, you know, we would just throw parties in the city. And that was always our thing because we were like, well, like, what do we like to do? Like, okay, we're like, we, we like to, you know, have fun. So mm-hmm. like, I, I think I was like 17, you know what I mean? Like when I just graduated. So, like, when I was out there, it's like, I'm still super young. I'm still not even legally able to drink. Right. So, it's like, like how can we, you know, still be lit, but with these restrictions? It's just like, okay, we're going to, like, throw parties. From throwing parties, like, the, I guess, like, I developed, like, we well, we all developed, like, a little fan base from, like, just the parties and how lit they were. And then from the parties... The music came because we made one song. Cause I'm like, well, like I want to play a song at a party, like, but I want it to just be us. I want to, I want to know what they're gonna do if it's us. Right, you know what right. I mean? I'm like, and let's make a song like, like we'd want to hear. Yeah. And you know, that, since I'm from Atlanta, they're always like, oh, you from Atlanta, bro? Like, like you sound like a rapper, bro. You gotta rap. I'm just like, bro, where I come from, bro, everybody and their daddy, uncle rap, bro. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, it is not what you think it is. It's a lot of hard work. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Sometimes you don't always get the respect that you deserve. A lot of the time, really. Right. So it just seemed, it just seemed like something that I really wouldn't be interested in. But um, yeah, we made the song "We Are Not," you know, and then we played it at at a at, at a party called Museum of Contemporary Thoughts, mm. and it was like Thoughts was spelled T H O T S. Right. Saying? So it was so hard. Yeah, yeah. The flyer was like a whole new thing that we was doing, like super digital and whatnot. But yeah, it was it was sick, and that's where we shot that video. Someone was actually doing a recap for the the actual event, Museum of Contemporary Thoughts. Yeah, we, we say museum for short, <laughs> you know, or or like um, uh, Mott, like one and two and three, because there's a third one that we're still trying to throw, but obviously, COVID has messed up our plans. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 
But anyways, um, the song, I didn't expect much of it, obviously, because I don't think, I didn't think anything of my music ability. I didn't think anyone would even really pay too much attention to it. I thought if anything, I would just like, I could just laugh about it. They can't flame me because like I will drone a nigga ass. So it's just whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when they were so accepting of it, and I'm so used to like people actually shitting on your ideas, you know what I'm saying, in Atlanta. You telling me trying to do something, you know what I'm saying? Like that nigga might really just tell you like, bro, like that shit sound dumb or that shit might not work. Or niggas will like kind of just brush it brush over it type thing you know and it's just it could be kind of discouraging and it causes people over there to really procrastinate mm -hmm. you know which happens you notice even with covid if you're around guys that just want to chill and and stay indoors and like watch movies all day and smoke weed then guess what that's all you're going to be doing and you know your future's not looking too great yeah of so course. like i always try to keep moving so like after the song came out and then it, i seen that it got like 3,000 plays, I already felt like Playboy Cardi when I, when I seen, <laughs> seen 3,000 plays. Then I seen, when I seen like 10,000, I was a little Uzi Vert. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was just like, it was, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm up out of here. Yeah. And then like, by the time I woke up the next day, it was at like 50,000 plays. So I was just like, yo, I really don't understand like if this is like, if this is a glitch, does it always happen? Like, is it supposed to be like this? So I didn't understand. I just looked through the comments. It just made me feel really validated, like really good about something that I had done. And um, yeah, like once I went out through another party and I had some kids come to me and take some photos, I was like, photos for what? Like, man, we love your music, man. You're my favorite rapper. Damn. I was like, favorite rapper? <laughs> I'm like, bro, I just started this shit. I didn't even know I was a rapper. So I'm just like, bro, I got to take this shit seriously. You know what I mean? There you so, go. Canada really accepted me for who I was and they allowed me to grow into who I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to do it without either component Atlanta or Canada. Right, you know of what I'm course. Saying? So, and Fiji as well. Yeah, I mean, like Fiji is my tie to Canada, which is why we made the album Atlanta, which is a combination of Atlanta and Canada. Yes. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? So we did Atlanta to one and then... Atlanta 2. Yeah, 2016, 2018. Yeah, and then now they're waiting for Atlanta 3. three. And it was, it's 2020, so they would love for it to come every two years. You know, this Atlanta. So it's, but uh, the corona, you know what I'm saying? Everything fucking it up. I yeah. just want to give everything, every all my fans, like, they deserve the best product I could possibly give them, you know? So that's just what I'm working on. Right, but, 100%. You don't want to rush it or anything, right? Absolutely not. Yeah. And then you had, like, your Castro versus uh, Fiji. Fiji. Uh, in like in between, do you think there'd be a sequel to that too? Yeah, possibly it can. Me and Fiji, um, we've been more establishing ourselves as like, uh, like separate artists, just as our own brand. Like we ain't trying to, we wasn't trying to be like Ray Schremer. You know what I'm saying? We just want to be a collective that can be able to do things on their own time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Depending on our various changing schedules, right? Like more of like a vibe of like ASAP Ma, where like. ASAP Rocky could release this year, and you know what I'm saying ASAP Ferg don't necessarily have to, you know what I mean? Right. But when of he do, like they just have their separate times and they do their separate things. Right. Like you know the separation of the two, but you know like the unit together and what they represent as a whole, which yeah. is what I want, you know? But, yeah. So is the next album that you're working on right now a solo record? Not. I'm not working on a record. It's an album. Okay. 
but I'm doing um, an album with uh, it's, um, it's distributed through E1, so like it's just it's just the last the last album that I have with them. Oh, and then I see. I'm out of that deal. Okay. So you know, I just put some some bangers on there. I'm supposed to be not supposed to be some like some yachty features. You know, what I'm saying some. You know, what I'm saying like, I don't want to say too much, but you know, you gonna catch that shit. That shit gonna be fire. There you uh, go. Life as we knew it. You know what I'm saying? Since everything changed after this COVID. And a lot of shit changed really and coming into 2020. It was like a real eye-opening uh, year. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, you know, like I spent like the New Year's in, in jail. You know what I mean? So that, that oh, was Oh, really? Yeah, like awesome, like awesome bullshit. But it was, it was, uh, you know, I was, I was in and out. I wasn't in it too long. You know what I'm saying? I was in and out like three weeks type thing. Too, you know what I'm saying? But right. it just like really, when I was in there, I just like felt like, Damn, like, like I gotta pick one, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I just like, it's yeah, they're gonna do this music shit, or you're gonna do all that other shit, right? You know? So I'm just like, yeah, bro, I, I don't like this feeling, you know what I'm saying? Dressed like everybody else in here, and then I feel like I'm letting down Fiji because he on the outside, like, you know, you know, we could be working on music right now. Like, am I slowing down his progression? Damn, like, I'm out of the very thing that I would hate to have, you know what I mean? Like yeah, a weak yeah. link, mm-hmm. you know? So that could get me thinking. So yeah. You know, just expect that it's gonna. It's just uh, just a taste of like um, how our lives have uh, changed. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, through our interpretation of everything going on. But yeah, after that, they can expect the fans can expect guaranteed Atlanta the three. That shit, I'm going hard. I'm going straight back to the bases. Going straight to the. I want the same, the exact same vibe of Atlanta the one all over again, just for the. For the OG day one fans, you know, because they go. deserve it. You know, what I mean, the ones that really know it, like the the we are not, the what's the name, the Waka Flockers, the, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, they yeah. the wrist, like they need those classics. You know what I mean? So me and Fiji are really gonna have to buckle down and like get get that shit in. But you know, we have time. You know what I'm saying? So like, I can't just I can't wait for for the fans to see everything that I have in store for them. I have a lot of big plans. Right, that's fair. And you didn't want to bring Fiji along to have him check out the girls at Cactus Club or anything? Or? <laughs> nah, it's, Fiji really just came from from Vancouver, right? Oh, so like he okay. had already checked out some girls at Cactus Club when he was here. Oh, so now go. it's my turn. But now I'm sorry. I mean, I just I came back. You know what I'm saying? Like I I haven't been back to like this side of like you know this coast in in a minute. Like I had it. Um, I hadn't been here probably like. I don't know, probably like a year and a half or something. Damn, maybe. and you were probably in Vancouver at the time. Yeah. Right? Have you ever been in Kelowna before? Never in my life. You ever but heard of Kelowna before? Never in my life. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> fam, I'm not going to lie. The entire time I really thought it was Koala, bro. I what? swear to God. So like, I was just like, I was like saying, like, and I was like on the phone, and I was like talking to my homie. I said, yeah, like we should, we on our way to, um, to, to Koala right now. It's like, what? Like, bro, like. It's just called Kelowna, bro. <laughs> and I really didn't even know how far it was. Like, I didn't even know it was in British Columbia. So Yeah, like, man. That's just crazy. Kelowna. I'm kind of su- surprised that, like, people even know this place exists, to be honest. Nah, this, like, place, got, this, this place got mad potential. There's a, lot of, there's, there's, there's a lot of folks, you know what I'm saying? And there's, like, a big young crowd. So now there's, like, lots of surrounding families, like, you know what I'm saying, bringing their kids up here and stuff. So I feel like... It has potential to be something bigger, you know what I mean? Like, I know there's like there there gonna be some festivals and stuff mm-hmm. and events out here popping, and I just can't wait to see that because just you guys got like endless fields and endless like like space, 
Yeah, man. So there's endless ideas and endless potential just because it hasn't been done before. So yeah. there's so much ground to cover, which is just so exciting. That's what's really sick about this is because like, you know, Miguel, for example, Miguel's doing a great job at like getting the music scene like really going, bringing people like yourselves over here and yeah. actually having it happen. Because it's not a thing that like when I graduated was happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Rap music was not like popular. I mean, if you hell were, nah. If you had told me like, a year ago, even like, or like, yeah, like a year ago, that like Kelowna would be like a good place to like, you know, like set up kind of like a campus and like, do some like stuff here. I would have been like, nah, there's no way. Like, <laughs> like I got Center of Gravity, they got Shambhala, like I'm not on my hippie shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's like now I see it and I'm like, what the hell? Like it completely changed. It's wild, you know? But it's yeah. cool, you know what I mean? Like, bro, fuck it. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to blend all the crowds. Like, fuck, like, just like, not even like just the hippie shit. I'm trying to blend everybody that's just want, that's just on a vibe. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's there for the experience. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, not just the music. The music attached to the to an experience. You know? Yeah. And like, sometimes I feel like a lot of music these days is missing shit like that. And mm -hmm. a lot of places is missing that. And a lot of some places in Canada lack some culture, some of that culture. You right. know, that's needed. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be a part of something, like a, a start to something great. You know? Yeah, I mean? man. We're it's happy awesome. to have you here. It's sick. sick. It's so sick. I look forward yeah. to, you know, seeing some beautiful places tonight and, like, going around and, like, seeing, like, uh, some of the festivities and whatnot that, that I could, uh, I can endure while I'm here. Mm-hmm. 100%. Especially, with, with obviously, like, with by while leaving that coronavirus, Straight where he's at, where he's comfortable, away from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> 100%. 100%. So, um, given that you're in Toronto, by the way, right? Where, given well, that the world is also. It's very weird, though. How do you feel about, like, how come nobody's really taking that coronavirus seriously over here? Is that, do you find that here, like, specifically? You guys are more or? lenient. No, no, no. Like, it's on the West Coast. Over here. Oh, on the West Coast. It's like mandatory in, in Toronto. In public places to wear a face mask. So right. here, like when I see people chilling, I really be forgetting there's even a virus when I'm here chilling. Low and key, I don't feel yeah. dan in, in danger though because like I've even watched the numbers for for out here. Yeah. And your numbers are very low. Yeah. So it's like, bam, what are they doing over there? I have to come see you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, that's the thing. Everybody sees all the numbers and that it's so low. Okay. And I then it's it. like, well, then… I, I know that say like you guys don't have it so why would I wear a mask yeah. kind of thing that's ex that's the mentality but like multiplied like a hundred yeah you know so um, I mean it's it's I haven't seen people in a long time it's refreshing <laughs> <laughs> you guys are actually the very first interview I had in person in like months you see like what I'm saying long time it's like oh my gosh you guys still exist it's crazy pretty yeah. much I haven't had people check out the studio in like a minute now so wow. it's, yeah. So it's cool. Well, they would love to know it's lavish as hell. It's nice I appreciate that. I like it. Wow. I feel comfy. That. <laughs> super, super cool. That was kind of the vibe, man. That's what I was yeah. going for. Yeah, fam. Definitely looks like the inside of your brain. Yeah, no, for sure. Thanks, man. For sure. Thanks, man. That's the first time I've ever heard that, actually. And we don't know each other that well yet. Yeah. But that's kind of, that's really cool, though. I appreciate that. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you know, like, especially like the way you, um, you set, you set up your surroundings. Like a lot of times when your room's messy, it's because you're, your mind is messy. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like your everything, your thoughts are all over the place. Your room's all over the place. Your bag is all over the place. Or your car is all over the place. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like the atmosphere is that we spend the most time in kind of say a lot about how our minds are. So like when I seen this, I was like, wow, this is it's a very uh, intricate, multi-layered dude. 
<laughs> appreciate Shit. that. Yeah. Um, there's a confidence to cleanliness. You know, Absolutely. when people come by, yeah. it could be it could be a, it could be a girl, it could be your friends, it mm-hmm. could be strangers, it could be anybody. But as long as it's clean, you're confident, and confidence is like the best thing. Ever, oh, for sure. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you though, like the world is obviously globalizing, right, through the internet, right? We all are experiencing different cultures around the world just through it. But you're in such close proximity to New York, and there's like a build, big drill scene that's happening down there. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Facts. Um, R.I.P. Yeah. Mm. And do you find that like a lot of the New York influences uh, and and trends move up into Toronto pretty quickly, or like what what's your perspective on that? If it's organic, you know what I mean. Like there's there's a lot of folks, that, a lot of talented folks that um that made it that 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 actually are buzzing, actually popping. You know what I mean. Like they got good music. It's just a matter of um um maintenance. You know, like being able to keep up with with what the fans' consumption rate is. You know, so I just think like the more culture. Like the more the the better the scene is, the better it is for the artists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like the artists need to be able to have a place to be able to connect with their fans and see them and whatnot. And this coronavirus thing makes it very hard. Yeah. But um, you can see the cases in New York. You know what I mean? Like, I could tell like they still want to have their drill scene and their stuff popping and whatnot and doing shows. Because like a lot of it is really that in interaction, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like also like you know what I'm saying hard ass music that goes with a lifestyle. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's hard to have the whole thing right now with what's going on. But prior to this, I would say in Canada or in Toronto, because I could really speak mostly only about Toronto, because that's where I've been at. Yeah. But they've seen like I like to say like. Me and Fiji used to like until like our slogan for like come down. We used to always say like nobody fussed with you until everybody fussed with you. So yeah, like people might play your shit, but they won't openly talk about how fire or talented they think you are until they hear somebody else give that notoriety. Mm-hmm. You know. So I feel like we need to do better with that a little bit. Like this, I try to make sure like when I see like. uh up-and-coming artists, I let them know. I'm just like, like I see you, <laughs> and you're, you're a superstar in the making type thing, you know what I mean? So like, just, just so that we can kind of just kind of drown out that, uh, that, that, that cold shoulder kind of screw-facedness about the city, you know, that people, are, that people are stigmatized by, like, when they think about Toronto. It's mm-hmm. like us not supporting each other. It's like, no, nah, I don't get it twisted. Like, what? Like, I support the I support the niggas I support and the niggas that support me support me. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like I say, it's something. It's 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 like it's really. I found it's a matter of like a lot of the times, nobody fucks with you until everybody's fucks with you. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, you just really got to be yourself. You have to have something to contribute to to the to to whatever it is. You can't go through life just thinking that you can constantly just take. You know what I mean. If you don't have something to give back. The universe won't provide you with anything. Hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly you know how what I feel. Mean? So, I feel like with New York and Toronto too, because like I lived in New York, and I mean I spent time in Toronto. But I feel like the city itself, as Toronto, is similar to New York, but like the culture is completely different. You know what I mean? Like, cause right. like you got like New York culture. It's like you 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 hear a dude from Toronto talk. It's like you know he's from Toronto. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, those accents. And then the accents are different in every single spot and like, you know, all the different neighborhoods in Toronto and all that. You know what I mean? Right. Just like New York. You go to New York, you go to like Greenpoint, the accent's way different than Long Island or somewhere like that. You know what I mean? Like, so. Facts. But like for like music wise, like, I feel like there's like obviously similarities and stuff like that, but I feel like both cities are so proud of where they're from that they're like not trying to go too like similar, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of try to just like outline it as their crown it as their own thing for their city. So they try to differentiate it as much as they can, mm-hmm. you know? But like I do find a lot of similarities between like our culture in Toronto yeah. and the culture in New York City. Yeah. Which is why, even though I feel like I vibe so sick out there, shout out to like niggas like, you know, like Val, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uno, Spain, Wall, King of Spain. Man, it's King of Spain, you know what I'm mm. saying? Like folks that really showed me like like the real New York, you know what I'm saying? Like showing me like like from from Brooklyn to Manhattan, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like both sides of it. And it's just, there's just so much, there's just so much culture over there. It's like, I see why. I see why they're as proud as they are. Yeah. Because they should be. But I feel like Toronto should also be proud. See, it's crazy because yeah. like from being from like over here, like, you know what I mean? Like on this side of Canada, it's like when I go to Toronto, it's like I see all you guys and I'm like, damn, they're proud as hell of their city. Nah, of you course. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel about it. So it's like, I don't know. Because over here, it's like, I feel like, like Calgary is like, no one's really like that stoked that they're from Calgary. No one's <laughs> like, I'm not stoked that I'm from Lethbridge, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. like, because like realistically, it's just like a farming town and stuff. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like big ass farming city and shit. Right. But that's why you got to have your, what you con- contribute, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's just like to make more opportunities for people for people that are from the place that you're from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're from Leftbridge, it's like, yeah, I want people from Leftbridge to not ever have to say what I say. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, oh, what? Man, Brennan did it. Remember that nigga Brennan? He did that thing. And now you got that mansion up there on that thing, on the hill. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to do like what Brennan did. And then like, yeah, yeah, kind of just create that. So it's like, I'm uh, constantly just trying to create... um. Things that like, things that contribute. I feel like, you know what I mean. Yeah. Overall, because it's really a lot of times it's bigger than music, and like artists don't really know that you can make all the greatest songs in the world, but just because you make really good songs doesn't mean that you're gonna be famous or a successful artist. You could be just a great writer. Yeah, I mean? true. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that too. There's lots of great money in that. There's mm-hmm. lots of great ways to make money in music, ghostwriting, and some all that. people. Yeah. yeah, some people really just think because of what they see on on televised and like on the gram and on social media mm-hmm. that yeah, like the way to go is to be the face of this shit. That and a lot of times those motherfuckers really not making money like you think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like I said, there's a lot of a business side that goes into the music industry that artists don't realize actually falls on them. And they think it falls on whoever they're signed to, but then you realize it falls on you when you owe them a bunch of money type shit. Yeah. Which is why I try to stay away from those stickies, you know? Right. But I just feel like there should be like better deals that allow artists in Toronto to be more free and more creative in their own ways type thing, you know? Like just allow them to still be themselves. It shouldn't just be like um, one of those things where, oh, if you if you're not co-signed by EXO or Drake and they don't fuck with you, then then I don't think you're sick. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like right. we're not gonna we're not gonna give you that that pat on the shoulder until like um, if Tory Lanez don't post you, nigga, then you're not sh-. like nah, man. Like like we gotta start. You know what I'm saying? Encouraging like our up and coming talent. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. Got they got so much potential. They just we just need to. 
we just need to 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 water their ambition and water like like their confidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Do you find that a lot of say record deals and label deals and all that kind of stuff? Um, do you think that they make they create an environment where it's just too hard for people to really thrive in? I think it, it depends. I feel like you know what I mean. And sometimes a label, sometimes a, a record deal won't be the best for a specific artist's situation at the time. Yeah, you know. Maybe if you were, if you practice a little bit more financial literacy, then maybe you'd know exactly what to do with that money. You'd know how to, it would have to be spent, how it has to be recouped, and how you have to play this for you to win in the end because it's really made for them to win in the end. Yeah, you feel what course. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel like more knowledge like that type yeah. shit. That's what I was going to say. Is like, I feel like every label should like sit there and like actually sit down with like the artists that they want to sign and like educate them, you know, and like show them like, okay, there's how much money you're going to get. This is like what you can do with it and this is what you should do with it. Because like, I feel like a lot of these like people like get signed and it's like they see like, you know, like however much it might be, it's like they see that, they take it immediately and it's like within a month it's gone. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah. what do you do after that month? You can't book any more studio yeah, time. But, you know, you can't. Yeah, you don't. But you think the label don't know that the money that, that your money is gone in a month? The label yeah. do know your money's gone yeah. in a month. Mm -hmm. They expected it to be gone in a month. You know what right. I mean? Sometimes you less than that. You know, so it's just like they're just like, oh, we need him to come back. So we need him to owe us. We need this person to owe us. You know? Yeah. But um, that's evil. Yeah, <laughs> super evil <laughs> shit. Hundred percent. But I think like there's, I there are some like indie labels that mm -hmm. that I've heard of and seen and stuff that have been trying to do their thing. You know, what I'm saying I just feel like they even even need more funding yeah. so that you know like these major labels that really try to fuck over their artists don't cast such a large shadow over the good indie professionals and you know thriving businesses that are actually trying to do really good for their for their artists and make sure that their artists benefit the most that they can you know what i mean yeah like some genuine ones so there's like some major labels that fuck it up for like you know like other labels mm -hmm. you know yeah because sometimes i do think it can absolutely help you yeah. Like yeah. if oh, you yeah. do it the right way, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. It right. can absolutely help you. Hundred yeah. percent. I, I well, I mean, like doing quite a bit of research when I was younger about record deals. Um, a lot of a lot of people, what they do is they they just try to find the root of just getting distribution through record labels, but they have is, no other tie yeah, in. To that's it, exactly right? what I'm doing mm -hmm. right now. That's what I do. So it's like because I want to make sure we have as much control as possible. But right. I'm not gonna say that and then like have to have to like take my foot on my mouth in the next year because I got a crazy deal from a record label that I really was waiting for and I took that shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. nah, I should go make my family straight. But trust yeah. me, like, I'm not going to let nobody, nobody dummy me. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, of course. So that's all it is about. So I just, I just spread that. Artists really learn to be more financially literate in these situations so they're more equipped, you know, for these meetings. Right. So they really know what kind of offers they're being given. Right. And where did you learn your financial literacy f for this? Kind of just over time, mm. you know? Like, um, I, I'm pretty good at reading people. So, like, I could kind of go into certain interviews and, like, I know you just, you just blowing smoke, you know what I'm saying? I know, like, 
if someone's being genuine, you know, I'm I'm pretty good with that. Right. But you know, I wasn't always, and also I did have to take some advice from like my my other day to day managers, Demetrius, like Jacob and stuff like that. Right. I had to learn from Fiji too. Sometimes I'll be in an interview, and like like first in, like first uh uh label meetings type shit, and I'm like I'm like oh snap like this sounds good like what you gonna give me that much? That's crazy like, and Fiji just be in the corner like just hand on his chin. <laughs> Not say nothing. Like, you hear this shit, Fiji? He's like, mm-hmm. I hear it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, he's not biting down. I'm like, there's something more. And he'll put me on game. And he'll be like, okay, we're going to go discuss. And then we'll go talk and whatnot. Yeah. And I'll just be like, wow. Like, you know, like there's actually a lot more to this than I thought. And that's what people just need to realize. That if you're looking for anything to come easy, if you're doing music or you're doing, you're trying to contribute to the culture because you think it's easier, yeah. it's not going to work for you. Right. If you try to do any of this, it's not going to work if you think it's because it's the easiest route. It has to be a route that you're passionate about, that you don't feel like you're working when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then you will produce the best work and then, you know what I mean? It's just like, it just sets such a great standard. Yeah, of course, of course. And you can tell when people are really doing it because they love the craft versus people that are just doing it to hop on trends. Yes. Yeah, right? Definitely. Those ones are the, oh yeah. my gosh. I just culture vultures. <laughs> hate that culture vultures shit so much. Mm. Yeah. But like at the end of the day though, when everybody talks five, 10 years from now, they won't remember like so-and-so because mm-hmm. even though they may have had one song that really <clears throat> popped off and they died afterwards, yeah. they're not going to talk about them because they didn't really have like... Um, a real passion for it. They of course not, and they're not know? gonna. They're not gonna keep on striving to push the bar, or do new things, or meet new people, or grow their audience by going to new places. Yeah. you know what I mean. They get comfortable, so it's like that's an issue as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't even like count how many times I've like met people from here who's like, yeah, like check out this YouTube video. I got forty thousand views in my hometown on it, and I'm like, well, what'd you do after that? And they're just like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? Like, like, you know, like, come on, bro. I'm like, you wasted that. You know, like, that was five years ago. Like, what, like, why are you still telling me about that? You know what I mean? Like, you could have like built from that so much. You know, it's like you you have the audience now. It's like now you could figure out ways to make money off that. You know, what I mean, you figure out ways to travel and stuff, meet more people. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, exactly. I mean, it could be intimidating too, right? When you when you hit that big really, really fast. I feel like that's what separates people, though. You know, because yes, like, absolutely, some people see that and they think, okay, I made it. This is it. You yeah, know, everything's gonna be fine after this now. You know what I mean? And then it's like some people see nah. that and they're like, "This is nothing. I need to keep going harder and figure out how. Yeah. How can I get that forty thousand views to like you know a million in a week? You know what I mean? Like type shit. You know? Yeah. yeah. It was very quickly. You know, after like the success of the first song, that I was like, I need follow ups. But even when I got the recognition that I wanted from the follow ups, and I was like so happy. It's just like I still want to do so much more. Like I just feel like there's just so much more that I'm passionate about, you know what I mean? And also it's just like, wow, like I listen to some other people's stories and I'm like, wow, these guys, these artists or whoever, these these influencers, these guys sound very confident. And like, I wonder if they're always like that, you know, I wonder where that comes from. And it's like, me personally, I'm not like I'm not confident, but I have anxiety, you feel what I'm saying? So I'm like, I don't I don't ask a couple artists like, hey, like, you uh you ever get anxiety, bro? Cause just doesn't seem like it, you know? And it's like, nah, like, well, what? That, that stuff's fake, bro. That's, that's all in your head, bro. I'm just like, fam, what? Fam, I have crippling anxiety, fam. So, like, I be telling folks just to even move around it, it's harder, mm-hmm. but it's possible. But also, having that anxiety is not 
just a disadvantage. We just look at it as a disadvantage because we don't know how to use it as a superpower. Totally. Yeah. Yep. And that's really what it is. It yep. is a superpower. It keeps us from procrastinating sometimes. You know what I mean? It's how you use it. But yep. like I said, if you don't know how to use it, then it becomes your disadvantage. 100% because yeah. you can use that pain to create art, right? A lot of the greatest work out there is created through pain. So yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so um, it, you're totally right about the whole anxiety thing, man. You could totally use it in a way. Like, for example, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for... Yeah, that's true. Kanye yeah, being yeah, in yeah, that sure, zone, you know? yeah, facts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we need that, though. Yeah. We need those. Yeah. We need those, those anxious thinkers, like those people to push the envelope because those are a lot of the time the people that do. You know what I mean? It's just like that genetic makeup of who you are, like that is your contribution yeah. that we need, you know? So the more people that identify with you, they feel hope, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Imagine whatever the first show, rap song, or whatever video made you interested in doing whatever it is that you're currently doing, or you know what I mean? Whatever hobby you picked up that you really found that you had a true passion for, whatever ignited that flame in you, you want to do that for other people, which is what I want to do. And yeah. if you don't want to do that, I can't see you going very far. There you mm -hmm. go. That's kind of why I started actually this little podcast that I have going on is because like I wanted a way to kind of like celebrate really dope Canadian artists and creatives and business people and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because yeah. like I feel like it's given so much in raising me. I yeah. used to grow up watching just like tons of like interviews and like music videos and like all sorts of stuff. I wanted a way to kind of like give back and highlight awesome talent in this world. You that's know what, what I you've mean? done here. And you know, you've so, done it in a great way. You like the your questions, like very great questions and you're well spoken, you know what I mean? Easy to talk to, you know. Very organic, you know. Thank you. Know? you. Know? Appreciate so that. It's just like well like I feel like if anyone's gonna do it, it's, it should definitely be you, bro. I appreciate that. I will mm -hmm. be honest. I've had like a really hard last month. Last month has been crazy. I already felt like really stressed through the COVID thing, like everybody. Mm -hmm. yes. But then yeah. like I felt so terrible about uh, what's been happening within the Black Lives Matter community. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just like, man, it like really gets to me. And then and then like my own personal shit has been like, making it hard for me to like move forward. You know, it's that yeah, anxiety no, and everything. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But, um, you know. When I think about everything that goes on, like what I just try to tell myself personally, you know, because I've also been concerned about, you know, what I'm saying the movements and the protests, of course. Yeah. You know, but it's just like I'm like, am I? What am I? What am I gonna be doing just by like just constantly talking about it? You know what I mean? So I'm like, damn, I really, you know, what I'm saying, did all like like all these views, all this. All these shows and everything like that that I've ever done, anything that I've ever, anything I consider an accolade, it doesn't matter because for something that I really actually care about, I feel like there's only limited things that you can do. So then I just start to tell myself like, no, nah, like this is why you need to strengthen your voice. Yeah. This is why you need to make sure you go as hard as you can so that you can make sure that your voice is heard so that you can actually be able to implement change when you feel it's it's fit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that also can also always add as a motivational factor. Like, oh, I'm so angry about like all this stuff that's going on. And like, I just have to overcome like my own anxieties so that I can be able to actually make a difference. Because if I can't help myself, how can I ever expect to help anybody else? 100%. You know? 100%. Yeah. So it's just like, and if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else Absolutely. either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. true. Yeah. Um, do you guys ever like 
practice meditation or anything like that to kind of help yourselves or anything? I tried, but then I recently learned that there's like new, like there's like, there's other ways of meditating. I just always mm -hmm. thought like I have to cross my legs. I don't even, I don't even know since my growth spurt if I could even still cross my legs comfortably. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Right. So like, I'm just like, if I got to sit like that and like, if I got to um and all that stuff, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to be able to get into it. You feel what I'm saying? I might right. not. You know what I'm saying? I might just be in my head like, head ass, nigga. Like, what? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. But like, there is other ways of med meditating. It's just really, it's a matter of like, being able to clear your mind. And I just recently started to realize that I've done that before. Yeah. It's just when I've spent increasing times just by myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I use those times as moments of meditation because I really get to know myself. Like the things that I really want to do and the things that I don't see myself doing that I'm not interested in like the things that give me anxiety that I have to you know what I'm saying do if I ever ever expect to achieve anything and then it's just really just playing along like just those two ideas always just back and forth in my mind but yeah of course just try not to I try not to stay stuck I try to just make sure like I'm always trying to do something, you know what I mean? Because like it just, I feel like the more like I don't do anything, the more I think about anxiety problems or issues type thing. Yes. You know what I mean? The more I think about the pressures of life, you know, the more I think about the pressures of the future. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, I'm kind of like, day by day. I'm kind of, of the same way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, mean, yeah. I used to be like an anxiety-ridden case, you know, I couldn't do anything, you know, pretty much. But I mean, I could do things, but I'd just be worrying every single day and then start traveling. That would help me. That I couldn't travel all the time constantly, but same thing. Like if I was in a new city, like just doing new things every single day, I just felt like so much better. You know, what I mean, my anxiety yeah. was manageable. You know, yeah. And then when I'd come home, I just felt stagnant, and then I'd be like, I'm fucking up because I'm home, not doing stuff. You know, yeah. And then that was like, would it just make me go off like the deep end? You know, pretty much. You know, so. Mm -hmm. But then I started doing shrooms actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's last funny. summer, you know, and I remember like the first time I did shrooms, like you know, like I was like. Kind of worried about doing them because I was already in a bad headspace, and I remember I was like just like in this like park. It's called like Crab Park in Vancouver. Yeah, it's called what park? Crab Park in Vancouver. They said Crab Park. Like, you were really <laughs> having a bad day. <laughs> There's like the water, everything there, you know. I was, like, eating these rooms, and like my anxiety is already like my heart's pumping and shit because I'm nervous about that too. And then like I remember I was, like as soon as it hit me, it's like everything got so colorful and beautiful, and I was like thinking about my problem that I had and everything like that, and I was like. Thinking about it in a whole new way where I was like, what the fuck? Or like how minuscule it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then like, I did those like for like the summer kind of like on and off, like probably like once or twice every two weeks or something like that. And then it was like, now it's like when I really think of a problem, I'm like, well, how would I think about this? Like when I'm not in this headspace, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, but it took me like up until I was 25 to learn yeah, that, you know? Cause a major, right. a yeah. major point, a major, a major part of it is just perspective. It's all about how you're looking at whatever current anxiety issue or a problem that you're facing. Yep. It's like you just need to change your perspective on it. And that's not always very easy. No, so, you know, the easier that you make changing your perspective on your problems, the easier I feel like it'd be, it's easier to like to decipher them and, and conquer those issues, I feel like. 100%. Um, I've been, you, you know my brother, so yeah. you know that he's been straight edge forever, yeah. right? Yes. I'm the same way. I'm, okay, I'm yeah, straight edge awesome. as well. Yeah, that's amazing. But yeah. uh, to be honest, I'm actually thinking about doing shrooms just yeah. to kind of like, you know, as as we grow up, yeah. we create grooves in our minds For sure. of, of of habits, right? Yeah. And as you get older and older, you start to, those grooves get deeper and deeper. That's mm -hmm. why old people are so set in their ways, right? But yeah, I yeah. thought, but when you do, from what I understand, when you do psychedelics like mushrooms, 
those grooves get washed away. Yes, it it almost yeah. frees those like those yeah tight woven of knots of like routine yeah and retor- yeah. like rhetoric type thing. It's like it just feels like feels like thinking thinking with fresh air. Yeah, yeah. You know so what you I mean. Finally breathe. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good way to put it. And so it's, like, it's just I tried shrooms the first time. I think um, I did them in in Indonesia. Oh, and cool. they blended them into like they had like a like a fruit smoothie thing they blended them into and they called it something. And like it was like a special something. And like I just sipped on it. I'm like, oh, I don't even taste anything. This just tastes good. <laughs> I just bro, I just it gets you. I'm telling you, I chugged this thing. How would I tell you? I was just there. I was just I felt like the water was talking to me, bro. I was wow. like, I was like, what? I'm like. Me? Like, bro, what's going on right now? The lights, they just got super vibrant. And I'm thinking, I'm just like, wow, like, anything that I could ever be stressed about, it's like, if I had known that one day it would, I would I'd be led here, it's like, would I, wouldn't I feel like, you know what? It's not going to be bad, so bad. You know, you can relax, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. So, like, shrooms definitely being over there, I was just like, I took in the culture more because, like, this, this the largest um, Muslim uh a country in the world, mm. you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just took in, like, all of the nature, and I just felt like it connected with me. Like, it was, like, um, like through, like, frequencies. It was super weird. Like, I'm like, whoa, like, that just one smoothie got me, got me, got me, got me talking and feeling different, fam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, it encouraged, it encouraged me to do more free thinking, to think more outside the box, you know? Like, right. if I have a problem... Then this problem is now in a box. Think outside of that same box. You know what I mean? To try yeah. other ways of you know, like just I like just getting through shit. Yeah, and like I, I like them too, too, because it's like you can sit there and like you can have like a smoothie. It'll hit you fast, right? But it's like me. It's like I just like nibble on the stems. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> that's wild. I bro, think they taste like, like like I took out a little piece and it's nibbled oh, on it's it. So it, bad. it. It tastes like tree bark. It's uh, so bad. So it, it's made. I, you, you can I seen I seen people on YouTube eating with like Doritos. They yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see people put them in brownies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like you be you be, yeah. you be you be good. You I, know, I like eating them straight right. up though because it's like I can eat one and it's like all right, I kind of feel like a bit like fuzzy. Like you can control your high, so it's like you're not seeing like you know like. The other weekend, I did like so many shrooms. I was seeing like trees like morph into themselves and stuff. It was the craziest oh, thing in my life. Which, but like, that's why I say everything that you do, you have to do in moderation. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, I course. ate a lot to see. Like I was like, I want to see some shit this time. You know what I mean? So I ate as much as I could. You know, and then finally I was like, Whoa, I'm too fucking high right now. And then <laughs> like, but it's like when I'm just like sitting there and if I want to just chill out and stuff, like eating like maybe like a gram of shrooms or something, it's like feel amazing. You know what I mean? Like it's just like the world I'm, just opens up. Yeah, yeah, I'm personally a reef achiever. You know what I mean? Like. When I really like, I feel like creatively not motivated. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I, I, you know, why not? Like, let me take a tab of acid. Let me try to do this now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know what I mean? If I'm gonna do it, it's like, I, I, I don't believe in shunning or like psychedelics and like, like you know, like when they say about they say about weed and stuff like that. Like I'm like I'm I'm gonna have to find out this shit for myself. You know, I'm not just gonna yeah. listen to word of mouth. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like the people that I've met that have come across these psychedelics, I also compare my experiences to that mm. because if I see somebody that's you know what I mean done different drugs, you can see they have a different genetic makeup, a different um, demeanor. You know what I mean? Like the uh, 
demeanor about them for facts. So like the people that I see that I've ever taken a psychedelic, they they their open mindedness is just like it 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 goes to a whole different spectrum. It's just Yeah. I just like, whoa, like if, if I can think like that, you know what I mean? Like like I got ideas of my own that I feel like I can't access. So if you're able to do that, like maybe I could do something even better than that, you know? Because yeah. yeah, I'm me and you're yeah. you, which means like that same thing goes for somebody else that is that that has an impression of my art. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like this is what I made. It's like you can do this too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like however, whatever gets you into that great creative space. Yeah, it's crazy too because it's like you were saying, like you know, straight edge, like straight edges. Straight edge, like he doesn't do drugs or something. No drugs, no drinking, like no like no cigarettes, no smoking, like yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean, like, yeah, just, like, that, like you know. See, and then like, I understand, like I was like, that's that's like you don't. That's so crazy because you yeah. got anxiety too, and like I was like, that way till twenty three. You know what I mean? Like, and it's funny too. Like I'll say this is like when I, I was sober till I was twenty three. Pretty much, you know, yeah, and yeah. like um, sat there, and it's like I would see these people who do, did psychedelics and stuff, and these wild ideas in their head. And I'm like, that's so stupid. I'm like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I'm like, are you stupid? Like, come on, like you know. And I'm like, they always tell, like they always like, be like, yeah, like shrooms, like psychedelics changed my life, and like da 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 da. Like I don't like you know think in the same manner anymore. And um, I just remember like thinking that was so stupid, and then finally like the day I finally did it, like you know shrooms, I was like, whoa, I finally get this stuff. I'm like, it's not corny, like it's not shitty, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Just like loving the world and like yourself as a you know it sounds corny but it's like it's fucking awesome you know what I mean yeah like, if you yeah, if you think yeah. negatively if if there's somebody if there's somebody that you're like oh like this guy like he loves shrooms and he's weird or like it's like well yeah I know people that smoke weed are weird I know people yeah. that smoke cigarettes that are weird I know yeah. some drinkers that are weird too mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's all about how that person already is you know what 100%. I mean yeah, yeah. yeah you know definitely. so it's just like you gotta be you gotta it these psychedelics aren't for people that don't know themselves but if it is, then you're trying to find yourself. Sometimes you're not always going to be happy with what you find. Yeah, that's true. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it is it is a gamble, but it's a gamble I would say is worth taking if you're equipped for that type of journey. You yeah, know? Definitely. definitely. And personally, like just through my experiences in life, I think that turmoil creates people. You know, yeah. like oh, when you definitely. go through hard times. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Builds character. Builds, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, obviously. It's hard to connect to someone that hasn't been through anything. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. It's like, it's weird. Right? <laughs> it's <laughs> like talking to a brick wall Yeah, no substance. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like, yeah. Conversation's already over. Yeah, pretty definitely. much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, it's something that I, I just don't think I'd want to like you know, if I died like tomorrow and I didn't experience like all that shit like that, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, yeah. you know what I mean? I want to be able to relate to say artists that I admire or yeah. like this or that, you know, I want to know what, what it's all about. No, because yeah. like then you think about it, it's like, okay, when my, when, when I seen this form of art displayed from this artist, this is initially what I thought. Yeah. But now after I had experienced what drug he was on when he did that, mm-hmm. like a psychedelic, it's just like, now I interpret it so differently. I now connect with it. Now it tells me about myself. It tells me that I should trust the shield that I've been given in life 
that I'll always make the right decision. It, you know what I mean? Art is just so crazy, and that's what makes it so amazing, which yeah. is why I encourage as many people to venture into it as possible. Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like sometimes I'm just like totally shackled by my own bullshit. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. For it sure. goes like that. Uh, and so I just feel like I just need to break from it, you know? Um, yeah. Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly is my favorite record of oh, all yeah. time. Oh, yeah, and awesome. so... Um, I just, I just like, I love listening to people overcome their own problems, and I'm just mm -hmm. trying to find my way through. So yeah. that's yeah. what I'm trying Fair to enough, get. Yeah, you know? that's why I'm more or less like with my music nowadays. I've been, I didn't rap to like I, I'm, I was a kid. I was like, I'm lit. I'm rapping about being lit. I'm rapping about all the opportunities I'm getting. How happy I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. bitches used to think that I was lame. Like I was a loser. I wasn't getting no bitches. And like right. now, like you know what I'm saying? Like bitches is hitting me up. Like bitches is. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the stage. They touching my body. I'm like, I ain't, I ain't even, I ain't even no bodybuilder. Like, goddamn, he got me feeling like Magic Mike up here, bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's just such a confidence boost. It makes you feel like you can trust your own instincts. You can trust your own creativity. You know what I mean? Your own art. And it's just like, when people are accepting of it, it's just, it just makes it that much, much easier. I feel like. But, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would love to like keep on going, but we're approaching about an hour and I should wrap this up okay, a little no bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a studio session right yeah. there. So come on with <laughs> No worries. But it's been a pleasure. It's though. awesome sick, like, yeah. talking to you and like your setup is amazing. I already told you I'm going to take some inspiration <laughs> from here. From I appreciate studio. it. Take as much uh -huh. as you need. You know, oh, it's yeah. all good. Um, I wanted to just ask you one last question. Um, what's it like uh, working with Chief Keef? <laughs> so, so, it's funny because Chief Keef, He's actually such a big personality. Like, that's some of the things that I mean. Like, I be having to, like, learn from other people, you know? So, like, he's, like, a year older than me, right? Like, yeah. He was, like, 95. You know what I mean? So, like, right. I'm like, how is it that, how is his energy so big? You know what I mean? Like, he feels, like, he, he feels, he, it's like it's so much older, he seems, like, when you're around him. Yeah. But, like, I was, we were shooting a video, and, like, I remember, like, the chemistry was like kind of just like, oh, like, hey, like, I fought with you. And he was just like, hey, like, like I fought with you too, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was like really cool about like the whole thing. Like, he didn't really make me feel like he tried to like put himself above me. You know, I don't like it when niggas try to like little, 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 like little dog little me. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. that shit really. You know what I'm saying? It, it ruins an experience, and I'm glad that he did it. Right. But yeah, like we were like, like we were like ten backwards. On set, and we were smoking him down. He was like, like sometimes he'd be looking for me. He's like, like you ask Fiji, like, damn, where Castro at? And he's like, oh yeah, he's rolling another blunt. He's like, damn, that nigga, that nigga smoked more than Tato. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I get back now. I'm about to start shooting, and I'm, I'm, I'm so high. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm smoking, and bro, I actually in a scene of the like of the video. I swing my arm around when the train comes behind us, and I they I, I try to make it so they cut it, but you kind of see it. I burnt his hand with my blunt, and went <laughs> he's like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "That nigga burnt me, bro." I said, "I said, oh shit!" <laughs> I'm like, "No, <laughs> I just burnt this nigga cheeky with my blunt." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like oh, your no. idol, like a fumble, but like he just like he was cool about it, like he just laughed it off, type shit. I'm like, "Oh my bad," and we just kept, you know, what I'm saying, just kept rolling with it. But yeah, it, yeah. the nice. end product was like. Really bull. He told me like, you know what I'm saying? If I was like in LA and I wanted to like, you know, hit him up some shit, just hit bro up. But like I ain't I ain't trying to bother nobody. If I see him and he see me and we at the right place type shit, you know what I'm saying? We'll we'll lock in. Right. You know? That's sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Um and lastly, do you guys have any questions for me at all before we end this? 
Um, actually, I, uh, I kind of just wanted to shout out that Migs is doing the fest in 2021 in Kelowna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, right. I mean, um, but... uh, you have any other plans, like, coming up for, like, uh, either if this coronavirus keeps going on for longer, which, what do you plan to do? Well, uh, I'm actually going to be going back to work uh, as of this Friday, so I'm going to be continuing on with my day job here. Sick. Uh, my plan is to... Um, Keep on doing this podcast. Keep it going. Um, expand myself, um, um, and just kind of. I also am working on a single right now that I'm gonna release. It's just kind of oh, like yeah. this, like uh, low key kind of ballad <coughs> kind of thing. That's art. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you. And um, and yeah, put out some more creative stuff. Uh, exercise, workout, um, work, and keep on making money. Hell yeah! You know, yeah. There's a lots of balance, bro. Yeah. But, you know I'm trying, I mean? man. Yeah. I'm You're trying. doing a great job, bro. I'm sorry Are you? To see. Uh, are you going to figure out how to like take this on the road? You know what I mean? Like if we do a fest in Kelowna, you know what I mean? Like are you going to be able to like come to the fest and like, you know, do the podcast right there, you know what I mean? Like on yeah. scene type thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um I interviewed um so Ill Chris came by like a year ago or so mm-hmm. uh, or a couple or yeah. And so Migs put on a show um and I just did an interview backstage. I could bring my MacBook and oh, my perfect, setup thanks. and yeah. I could do it there. So awesome. um I'd love to see you guys again. Yeah, um, no, for sure. We should be at those week. we should be at those festivals. Yeah. Sick. So, I'll yeah, be there. We try to turn yeah. Kelowna up. Let's yeah, get we're it. Definitely booking more shows out here. <laughs> for, for sure. sure. Yeah. You guys have a big opportunity around here. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? No, it's no, like sure. a major college town and, and people just want to get lit. So it's it's good. And yeah. I am excited to to show them the lituation they've been missing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because like I feel like people just feel like they're not lit because there's nothing lit going on. But there's like little things and whatnot that they can go to. But they're just, they're just, they're, it's just they're, they're awaiting something big to show the potential of yeah. Kelowna. I feel, yeah. mm-hmm. and I feel like I, I'm all in. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know? yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Migs is doing a great job at getting it done. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. He's like, he's awesome. I have yeah. so much uh, respect and gratitude for that guy. He's great. Yeah, yeah and he's so yeah. young. You know yeah. what I mean? That's my son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Though. That's, yeah. that's what's impressing me is just like, man, nobody that I knew from my grad class was doing anything like this. That's exactly what I told him. You know? I said, yeah. bro, you need to understand, like, you special. You're special yeah. youngin', bro. And yeah. like, more young kids need to like, you know about like even that perception shit that I be talking about it's just like mm-hmm. listen you can struggle now you know what I'm saying and put in that hard work and reap the reward later yep. or you can try to get all that rewards right now and then have to struggle later yeah you know exactly I mean? yeah and personally I choose the way it makes us doing it yeah you know what I'm saying let me sh- definitely I mean let me do it let me get it out the mud first you know what I mean because mm-hmm. he's doing all this shit like on his phone he's hitting up this and this person <laughs> one day he's gonna have an assistant for that you know what I mean definitely so it's just like it's great to see. It's great to see that that self motivation and determination. Yeah. Hell yeah, uh, Migs just walked into the room. We just want to let uh, you know that we respect and have lots of great gratitude for you, man. Of course, you're bro. dope. Where can uh, people find you online? Plug your socials. Um, my Instagram is Castro Come Down and Come Down is spelled with no vowels, so C M D W N. That's our collective. Come Down. Yep. And um, so. There's that or our actual, like our group uh, Instagram is just come down. But my personal Instagram is Castro come down. And um, yeah, our music is all over like Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal and like major like streaming platforms. And like you could just look under come down, like I said, CMDWN. 
nothing too complicated. You know, we got videos on YouTube and stuff. You can type in the same stuff, or you can type in my name, Castro, come down and you'll see either me or Fiji doing our thing and whatnot. But yeah, expect like a lot more music and, you know, like a lot more um, culture curation. There you, know, you go. Yeah. For uh, Canada, especially. And watch out for that Nardwar interview. Hopefully, you get it. <laughs> We're going to get it. We're going to get scared. it. I'm scared for what I you might know about me. I, I could wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of what you might know. I'm, I'm gonna wait. You might have an embarrassing ass throwback or some shit. Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram at uh, Built to Destroy with a number two. Um, that's pretty much the only thing you can find me on that I want you to. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And yeah. uh, Migs the Chemist, you're still, that's what your handle is, right? Make sure you. Yeah. Follow Migs the Chemist everywhere. Yeah. Give him props Hell constantly. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> hardest, the hardest youngin in Kelowna doing it. <laughs> there you <laughs> go on the west <laughs> coast. Hell, you talking about? <laughs> Put some respect on my youngin name. <laughs> and uh, make sure that you follow me uh, at For the Culture Canada. Um, I'll be up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you want to follow my personal page, not Deepak Chopra, uh, I'm up there too. Uh, thank you so much for everybody that is listening and I appreciate you so very much. And if you hated the show, make sure you let us know. If you love the show, let us know as well. Uh, all, all input is uh, appreciated. Thank you very much. Have a great day, y'all. Bye.